0: All right, Joe, we are back on the podcast where we are training men in spiritual fitness. And we have got a great 8-week challenge that we are starting fresh here at Cross Training Ministries. This is an 8-week challenge for guys who are maybe stuck in a prayer rut. The kind of guys who know that they should be praying without ceasing, but honestly are uh, would just settle for praying without sleeping. You know, this is this is going to be a challenge for guys who are want to take their spiritual lives and wake it up and get going. So we're, we're going to talk in this podcast episode about what that challenge is, what it looks like. But before we get there, actually, Joe, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you, has there ever been a time in your life when you felt like your, your spiritual life was just stale?
1: I think that's kind of like asking me if I've ever been hungry or tired <laughs> or uh, felt overwhelmed by life. Uh, it's, it's been a common feeling, I think, you know, in, in different seasons. I mean, sometimes I can think back to being a younger guy and, you know, college and all the excitement and just kind of God seeming distant. And I can remember like being a pastor and preaching every week and having a really quote unquote spiritual life. And yet in the midst of all of that, uh, really feeling like my, my spirit was low. So, um, yeah, I think, it. you know, that image of a wave, you know, you have highs, you have lows, but we all find ourselves just needing to be stirred up again with a uh, love and passion for the Lord.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because it helps me know I'm not alone because I definitely have times in my life where, where, yeah, stale would be a good description of where I feel like I'm at. And, um, you know, it's interesting if you talk to guys that are – Like spiritual giants, the kind of guys that you look up to, the kind of guys that you're like, man, uh, I want to really glean as much as I can from these men. Um, There's an interesting kind of like dichotomy that they'll present about their personal devotional life. Um, And it's that they are consistent, yet they always have a lot of variety. Um, So in other words, if you meet with like a spiritual giant, like once a year, and just, hey, what is your current, give me the nuts and bolts, what's your current personal devotional life look like right now? A, they're always going to have something that they tell you because they're consistent. They always have a plan for their personal devotional life. Um, But you'll notice that there's a lot of variety in there, that they tend to be the kind of guys that would say, you know what? I need to mix things up occasionally because I don't want to grow stale, because I don't want my prayer life to be just rote, because I don't want the scripture that I'm reading to just be a reading plan. Like I need to keep things vibrant. So I, I've I've noticed that in a lot of guys that I look up to that the man, they're consistent, they're always doing something, but there are times in their in their spiritual lives when they're looking for variety, something new, something different. And um and I think the same is actually true of groups of men. You know, if you're part of a men's group or have a, a group of friends who regularly gets together and and studies and um, you know, even memorizes scripture together, you'll find that there's times that your group kind of mm-hmm. falls stale and kind of falls into a rut. And it just, the, the the vibrancy and the life that the group once had is just not there. And honestly, everybody's just kind of showing up and you're there for maybe the friendship, but that, that growth and that hunger that used to be there is, is mm-hmm. kind of gone. And, um and so I think there are times where we need to introduce a challenge. So, so some variety and um that kind of led us, Joe, um to kind of a a what if question, you know, a big what if question for groups of men. Um you know, if what they if what they say is true that you are the sum of your five closest friends, right? Well, what if you could introduce a Christian hero hmm. into your Group of friends. What would it do to your stale men's group right now if you were to take a guy like Dawson Trotman and let him sit at the table with you? What if you took a guy like George Mueller and said, Hey, will you gather with us for eight weeks and sit at this table with us and instruct us, train us, just be our friend and push us and challenge us? I was captivated by that idea as you and I, Joe, started to talk mm. about that. And uh, it's kind of led us to creating now an eight week challenge for guys. To do this, to invite a Christian hero into their small group of men and say, "Let's do what we're calling a hero challenge." This is what if we took a Christian hero and said, "Spend eight weeks now, guys, with this this guy." Now I want you to kind of give maybe a little bit of your background on how how you you think we came to this idea, but what are what are some of the things that you see groups of men struggling with, and uh, a way that we can begin through this challenge to address that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some of it uh, is, you know, we love biographies. I think guys, you know, they love whether it's Christians or non-Christians. You know, we, we, we're we motivated when we read a biography. But the interesting about reading biographies is often there's nothing after you finish it that really indicates how you get closer to whatever it is that you admire about this person. And so, you know, you sit there and you read uh, a biography. You mentioned George Mueller. I think, oh, my goodness, look at this man of faith and of prayer. Yet your life doesn't really change because you have no action to follow up and to take steps toward maturing in that area, wherever George Mueller shone so brightly. Hmm. And so, you know, think about that. Like, how do you actually take a man who, if you think each of us is given particular graces or gifts, hmm. um, no two Christians are the same. And this is true with the ones that we really admire. And so each of them is like a particular, it's like a star that shines in a particular way in the sky. Um What would it be like to take the particular strength that the Lord revealed in somebody Mm -hmm. and figure out how to make a plan so that guys could actually become a little bit more like not just that individual? Of course, we don't want to just emulate human beings that we admire, but ultimately every Christian is reflective of Christ himself. And so, you know, we're not really trying to say, hey, be more like Hudson Taylor, more like Dawson Trotman. What is it about Jesus that reflected so brightly from that person such that if you grow in that area, you actually become a little bit more like Jesus himself and closer to the Lord in your walk. And so taking all of that, trying to make it into a challenge. I think there's one other ingredient that, to me that really stuck out as we talked about this. And to any guys that have at all followed kind of CrossFit and that whole movement, uh, they will have heard of Hero Wads. And what's amazing about these Hero Wads, these workouts of the day, is uh, you know they take somebody that you know maybe passed away, and they, they build a workout around this individual. But then very clearly, you can go look these up on online. There's a single image that is a clear path to challenge somebody in their fitness. And so, how do we make a clear path based off a Christian? who's passed away, but, you know, create something that guys can look and, hey, this is actually a plan that I could be challenged by with some friends over eight weeks. I think that's a really exciting uh, way of shaking up, as you say, getting uh, groups of men that were stale and freshening them up and putting them on a, a, a fresh path to a spiritual growth.
0: Yeah. One objection that I, I already can hear guys saying and screaming at us as we talk about this is you already said, you know, reading biographies about Christian men, and that was just part going to be part of this challenge. The objection I get from a lot of guys who I say, hey, you should read this biography on, you know, George Mueller, whoever, is that when they finish reading it, they feel more disgusting than they feel motivated at times. <laughs> like you read these these the lives of these great heroes, and you're like, I am a chump. Like, what, who am I? And instead of it being uplifting, at times it's 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 almost discouraging. So, are we setting guys up for discouragement by saying, Hey, we're gonna you know make you rally around the the life of a Christian hero for eight weeks?
1: Yeah. What we're not doing is like, you know, if we were in the gym taking Arnold Schwarzenegger and saying, okay, here's how he works out. Go try this at home. Um, (laughs) That would be setting yourself up to failure. This is more, you know, taking somebody, you know, much further along, but saying, what are the small steps, the little things that could be done just to get moving in that direction? And so we're not promising or we're not hoping that anybody, you know, in eight weeks is going to be magically transformed, you know, into David Livingston. but we do think that with some uh, challenges we could grow, say, like you said, in prayer or in trusting God or in personal evangelism, that we could not be the same as we were before. And that would be really exciting.
0: Yeah, I think it's taking on the the characteristics, the traits, trying to nail down what are the habits of these kind of men? What are the routines of these kind of men? How can I begin as an ordinary Christian man to apply that? To my life, and as a, as a mechanic, as a you know teacher, whatever yeah. it is that you are, there are ways that you can look at the lives of great Christian heroes and say, wait, there was there's a common denominator here as far as the way that they uh, approach their their lifestyle, and how can I begin to take that and let it uh, you know influence me here? All right, so what we want to do for guys and to say we specifically point them to the life of Hudson Taylor and say you you guys need to invite Hudson Taylor into your small group of men. For the next eight weeks, because we think that there's actually a lot about the life of Hudson Taylor, again, in routines and in lifestyle um, that really men need and they mean that men need to begin to get them on a path of growth. Um, Let me ask you, because I know you have familiarized yourself. I know you've read a biography on Hudson Taylor. What is it that stood out to you about Hudson Taylor that you'd say, okay, guys cannot walk away without learning these things and applying them in their life guys really need to latch on to these couple of things about the life of hudson taylor
1: i think the first thing that just shines uh, from hudson taylor is his faith yeah. you know we talk about god we talk about trusting god what's remarkable is hudson taylor actually just he did he did trust god and he found him to be faithful small things and big things, but there's this sense that God's not a concept. He's a living reality that is upholding uh, Hudson Taylor and all that he does. And because of that close relationship, what you have in his life is you have a man of prayer, a man who uh, is consistent because again, he he needs to be in communication. This is a living relationship. This is cutting into... um, Everything from where he's living, um, you know, to his health, to his mission, uh, God has just got his hands in every detail of Hudson Taylor's life. So he has to be in communication. And so that faith, that prayer, of course, he was a missionary. Mm-hmm. So he is, you know, looking to extend the gospel in the world. But I would say for ordinary guys, man, if they could grow in tr- the trust that was displayed in Hudson Taylor and in the intimacy with God, what a what a dynamic that could be to to really spur guys, you know, closer in their walk with Jesus.
0: So let's look at the practicality of doing this. How do guys begin to take this challenge and what are we going to point guys to do um, to grow in trust, to begin to form that intimacy of relationship? I'm going to give you four things real quick that we're trying to say, this is what's part of this challenge. And then let's go back and just kind of double down on what those are. So we want guys to memorize eight promises of God. We're going to get guys set up to log daily time in prayer. As part of this challenge also, you're going to read the autobiography of Hudson Taylor. And then fourth, you're going to be doing this with a group of friends. You're going to be doing this with someone else. So let's. those are the basic elements of this hero challenge, of the Hudson Taylor challenge. But let's look at them individually. So one, we want guys to memorize promises of God, eight promises in particular. Now, I I want you to kind of explain this, Joe, because I struggled with, as we started to structure this challenge, it's like, man, I know I want men to continue to memorize scripture. That's always been at the heart of what we do, Joe, is pointing guys towards meditating on God's word, setting it to memory. But when you look at the life of Hudson Taylor, how do we know what scripture to, to pull? And you, man, you, I think, nailed it by saying, We've got to find the promises of God and get guys meditating on that. So why, what is it that stood out there?
1: You know, the amazing thing about God, he doesn't just speak and things are created like he does, like his word is upholding all that is in existence, but he specifically gives promises. And, you know, a promise is a statement. I will love you in a particular way in the future. And so, Here are, I mean, we think of these are like um, stones that we're meant to stand on and rest our weight. And when we do that, we feel ourselves freed up from a lot of the worry and anxiety that we carry. And what's remarkable, a guy like Hudson Taylor is instead of um, taking these promises and just thinking, Matt, wouldn't that be nice? I, I wish that was true. He stood, he put all of his weight on the word of God, and again and again, his weight was upheld. And so what we're doing is, I think we've got to be careful. I think often if you go on the internet, for example, and just Google promises of God, there are all kinds of scriptures that come up that aren't actually promises. However, there are there are promises um, where God tells us that he will not fail us or forsake us and um, the way he'll give us strength in the midst of our weakness. And so we're finding just some of the, you know, just most remarkable startling like how could god say this does his love really touch us you know in this way we're finding those promises that you can't not want to put in your heart and saying hey over eight weeks each week you're going to memorize a different promise and as you meditate what's going to happen is you're going to be trusting god more and so just you're not just going to be admiring hudson taylor for his faith you're going to be discovering a deeper faith yourself
0: That's good. Yes, we want to develop men of faith, men of trust, but trust in whom? In God and why? Well, he has been given us promises. His promises are always true. Do we know them? Are, are we familiar with the God who has given us those promises? Are we really intimate with those? So we want, yes, every week you're going to memorize one of the promises that God has given us. Really meditate on it. Talk to your friends about it as you gather uh, every week. But second, we want guys to log time in, in prayer and not just like we want guys to pray more, which is probably the, you know, the general, the generality that that most of us as preachers that you guys need to pray more, right? No, we want you to really commit to daily prayer, logging time, daily in prayer. What, give me a big why there, Joe. I mean, that's prayer is a, a you know, that's a part of every challenge, I guess. But why in this sense is it important for this hero challenge?
1: Well, I think the reason we're doing it in this particular way, um, often guys, you uh, they put as goals things that aren't immediately in their control. So I'll give you an example. I want to be closer with God. Now, again, you can't directly influence that, but what you can do is say, for example, choose to pray. And what you find if you invest time in prayer, the byproduct is you feel closer to God. There's more intimacy. And so by pushing guys into prayer, um, that's something that actually it's, you can control this. You can actually set time each day and pray more. And I think what we're also trying to do is, you know, guys need some kind of scorecard. You know, we need something to, to measure if we're actually doing it or not. And so, you know, by telling guys to actually log it, you know, you can look, you can see, actually, I didn't do it this week. And then when you meet with your friends, you can raise your hand and say, I didn't pray. And, you know, that's a moment of accountability. Next week, you can do better. Or it's not for the sake of pride, but as you look and say, I did pray. And then you think, wait a second, you know what? I feel actually closer to God right now. I do trust him more. You know, you can see, okay, that's the real connection. I got to keep this up because this is actually working for me. And a prayer, it really does have a transformative effect. Yes, it does.
0: And I, I think this is where we're going to push guys in the, in some of that variety piece of uh, the, the importance of your, your spiritual life growing and uh, keeping things growing. Because I do want, man, I want to push guys to even set a timer on there, you know, get a timer set, 20 minutes, man. I really want you to push for 20 minutes, logging 20 minutes every day in prayer, which is going to be tough for some guys at first. I understand. I get it. And we will provide you with uh, some resources that will uh, hopefully help there. But yes, I think it's important for us to say, not only are we saying men be men of prayer, but we want to put some practicality to that. Like start with 20 minutes a day, you know, guys like Hudson Taylor, you look at their life. I'm sorry. 20 minutes is is pretty pathetic in in terms of what they were actually doing. So we, I think that even for the ordinary Christian man, uh, we can do. We can we can aim for twenty minutes. We can hit that and see what God does with that. See where we we start to grow beyond that. Um, the, the the third thing that we're going to be doing in this hero challenge is we're going to be actually reading about the life of hudson taylor and specifically reading his autobiography and why did we choose that over this there are multiple biographies of hudson taylor out there um i think one we wanted to do the autobiography honestly it's it's readily available it's you can find it uh very easily um two it's actually pretty short i've got a copy here yeah. um, And there's multiple different versions but it's like This one is like less than 100 pages, guys. Like this is doable for the ordinary Christian man. You're not a reader. I get it. You can read this over the course of eight weeks. You can read a book that's less than 100 pages long. You can actually do that. We're going to break it into segments for you week to week that that make it doable. Um, But beyond that, if we're inviting Hudson into our friend group, I just want to hear his words. I want him as yeah. as my friend to speak to me. So in biographies, what you get is a, a little bit of an interpretation of someone's life. Let me take all the facts and things and then uh, maybe fill in a lot more detail uh, by talking to others, friends and family. And that's good. I love reading biographies. But in this case, we really want you to get the sense that, that Hudson Taylor is in the room with you, that he's really one of your friends. And just like your friend would speak to you and tell you stories of God's faithfulness, this is just plain and simple stories of God's faithfulness in the life of a friend. So is it a little dry at times? Is he the best writer? No, he's not the best writer. I'll be honest there. It's good. His stories are great, but, but I want you to get the sense that this guy's in the room with you, with with your yeah. friends and he's really challenging you, really telling you the kind of stories that a friend would. So that's why we want to challenge you read that autobiography over the course of eight weeks. But the last portion there would be, man, do it, with friends, do it with a group. Don't do it alone. And I know we talk about isolation and loneliness a lot, Joe, but I don't know what would be your, your short pitch on, on why over this eight weeks, we would say, guys, you need to do this, not alone, but with someone else.
1: I think it's just part of it. It's more fun. It's more exciting. Um, you. you you uh, You get to have conversation. You get to say, Hey, wait a second. You know, Hudson Taylor in this little moment, it's almost like he's testing God. He's seeing if God's to be faithful. Is that something we should do? You can have. You don't have to agree with everything Hudson Taylor did or said, but you can all be challenged together. And one guy's going to have an insight and pick up on one uh, decision or, or you know circumstance he found. You'll pick up on something else. But the more you can feel like you're on a shared journey together, um, one, the more likely you're going to actually finish. But secondly, it's going to be such a, a more enriching process. So go find some friends and uh, recruit them tell them hey isn't this an amazing idea wouldn't it be cool to be able to actually meet with hudson taylor for eight weeks well we're going to do that you want to be a part of the group and my my bet is the guy says yes
0: yes yeah and you actually had the idea of you know what this may not this may be a kind of challenge that you do with other groups aside from just your friends so I, 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 what who do you see doing this kind of challenge
1: yeah, I'm thinking about doing it as a family. Um, you know, I've got different age kids. You can get kids' biographies um, and not do everything. I'm not going to ask them to like log minutes of prayer, but you know, as a family, we can memorize a couple of promises of God. We can have some conversation at the dinner table around Hudson Taylor. Like this can help me disciple my kids in a different way. Um, but you could think of, let's take a small group, you know, a life group or a community group in a church. You know, that's just been doing Bible studies. Wouldn't it be kind of fun as a community group or a house group to say for eight weeks, let's do a challenge. Or even if you got a small church, what if a whole church, you know, for eight weeks was memorizing promises of God, trying to pray more and um, reading one really inspiring biography. This could be a catalyst for any number of Christian groups. So I'd encourage men, you know, think if you do it with one group of friends, maybe think, how do you double up? How can you share that blessing with your spouse or your kids or somebody else that you know?
0: Yeah, I love it. I, I think this this is the kind of thing that that people in general can latch on to, a great opportunity for discipleship, period. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the practical side of this. Like, What do you what do guys do next? Okay, I'm excited about this. You've convinced me. Yes, I need to take up on this hero challenge and look at the life of Hudson Taylor, start to take on some of the habits and disciplines that he had there. Next steps for you guys. One, know that this podcast feed in the over the next eight weeks we will be using this podcast as a way to guide you through this challenge so I want you to kind of see us as as your tour guides through this challenge. Hmm. We're going to help you make sure that you stop at the right places along the way as you're reading his biography say hey did, did you really see this and, and see this story and see the faith that, that Hudson Taylor, you need to talk to your friends about this or, hey, as you were going to, in this promise, you know, did you really stop and take? So see us. This podcast can be available as kind of a tour guide through the challenge, making sure that you see here, here's how I would begin to exercise spiritually like Hudson Taylor did. And here's how me and my friends can begin to gather around that. Um, but even more practically, how do you begin now? we do have a sign up where you can, I'll leave it in the the show notes, but um, you can register for this challenge and say, you know what? I want to get an email every week. And that's what we're going to do. Every week we'll send you an email that has the scripture, the promise to be memorized, the uh, section of the autobiography that you and your friends should be reading together. And we're going to set you up with discussion questions for you and your friends. And even we'd like to do a unique spiritual challenge, spiritual fitness challenge based off of and inspired by the life of Hudson Taylor. So every week we'll have something like that in the email. And so you can sign up for that. If you go to the show notes and just click the link, or if you're familiar with our website, xtrainingministries.com, you can go to our resources page. And there's a tab on there where you can learn more about this challenge, how to begin doing it, and maybe even just uh, follow along. What else would you say guys need to know, like kind of leaving them from here, challenging them from here, Joe? What, what would you leave guys with to begin to prepare for this?
1: Um, I would just uh, give them something to, to nibble on, something to whet the appetite. Um, you know, I think my favorite Hudson Taylor quote of all time is that you don't need great faith. You need faith in a great God. Mm-hmm. I mean, he understood that. It's not some great inner ability. It's not like he had some muscle that we don't have. He just saw things of God, trusted them and God just proved himself. So guys, if you want to be like that, if you actually want to have a bigger view of God that results in you being able to just rest more completely in his steadfast love, this is for you. That's all I'll say.
0: That's excellent. All right. Well, you guys go out, find a group of friends, or get your family, or get a a mentor, somebody to do this challenge with. Send the information to them, and then join us next time on the Cross-Training Ministries podcast.